This week is Parshas Miketz. It's still Hanukkah, it's Zeus Hanukkah, so Freyach Hanukkah to everybody. But this Shabbos is not going to be Shabbos Hanukkah. This is the final night. And we're going to continue now with where we were up to learning about the halachas of Birchas HaShachar. And this is part uh, five. And I believe after this, now we're going to start learning about Birchas HaTayra. And then we're going to learn about uh, Psukit Zimra. So the first bracha of Birchas HaShachar that we say of the, you know, those, the whole list of brachas is Hanesan Lasech Vivina. Some have the... The, some have the Nusach Asher, Nosan, Lasech, Vivina. They're both Nuschoyes, uh, are, are accurate. They're both two, they mean pretty much the same. And Hanesan, Lasech, Vivina, Chazal say, was said when the rooster would crow and uh, wake up ostensibly everybody in those days. That was the alarm clock. And it would wake up everybody in the morning. So that's when it was said. So according to that, Hanesan, Lasech, Vivina, Sechvi is a, re- a reference to a rooster. However, Mishabru says that sechvi actually means, and really does mean, a person's heart. So, means Hashem puts it in our heart to understand and to recognize and to discern the difference between day and night. Um, and it means both things at the same time. So, it's both the fact that we have a rooster which wakes us up, and we have a heart that understands the difference between day and night, and thus we can wake up uh, in the morning. And likewise, it used to be that in the times of Chazal, they would make these brachas as they experienced them. So you heard the rooster in the morning, you would make the bracha of Anesan You put on clothing, you would make Malbash Arumim. You got up from bed, you would make Zekev Kefufim, and so on. But that was eventually abandoned because we make all the brachas at once in shul or you know whenever it is you start davening so that we can be assured that our hands are clean so that we're tahar and we're able to make the brachas. So that's why nowadays we make them all together and we don't do it as we experience each particular thing. Now, of the Birchaz HaShachar which we make, only two of them we mention Yisrael. We say, Oizer Yisrael Bigvura and Oiter Yisrael Besafara. Why is it that only in these two brachas do we mention that Hashem gives that kindness as if it's exclusive to Kal Yisrael? So the reason is, is because it actually that's the way it is. The other, the other kindnesses of getting up in the morning, uh, waking up, Malbush Arum, clothing, uh, standing, all those kindnesses are kindnesses that Hashem showers upon all of the world. Every human being has those the, has those chasadim from Hashem. However, these two particular ones, which is covering our heads and girdling ourselves, putting on an ezar, or are some things which are particular to Klal Yisrael because it's only Klal Yisrael that covers their head at all times because of fear and respect and awe for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Klal Yisrael always has a girdle, always makes sure to wear something around their waist because you have to have something on your waist in order to be able to make a bracha. You have to have something being mafsik, there has to be something that's in between your heart and the, the lower extremities in order to be able to make a bracha. Now when we say Azar, Azar Yisrael, it doesn't, li- it doesn't literally actually mean a belt, even though usually Azar refers to a belt, but the Mishabur explains it can also refer to pants or a skirt, any garment that you wear on the lower part of your body that effectively divides the upper half of the body from the bottom. So that's why in those two brachas in particular we mention Yisrael, because it's a bracha we're making, appreciating the fact that we have the ability to show respect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, both by covering our heads and by making the bracha, uh, and be, being able to make brachas to be properly clothed in a way that we can make brachas.
Now, we make all of the Birchas HaShachar, even if we don't actually have this particular Hanah, even if we don't, uh, aren't experiencing this, like uh, even if we don't hear a rooster crow, we make the Bracha of, of Hanah uh, Yisrael and even if, let's say, we're not getting dressed that day, we're in bed all day, if someone's sick and he's not actually going to get up, he still makes the Bracha of Zekev Kefufim Mamal Arumim because we're not just thanking for our personal uh, kindness, we're thanking that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives that kindness to the whole world. So we're, sh- we're sharing that and we're making a, a bracha to appreciate that. But there are two notable exceptions to this, and this is important. There are the two cases where you actually have to have the Hanar yourself in order to make the bracha, and that is um, the bracha of Elkain Shama and the bracha of we can't make the bracha of Mavrishena that we are not sleeping and we woke up if we didn't sleep. So if someone was up throughout the whole night, those are the only two brachas you can't make. You can't make the bracha of Alkai Neshama because you didn't lose your Neshama, so to speak. You didn't go to sleep. And you can't make the bracha of Mavrishena because you didn't sleep. Those are the only two brachas which are an exception. Now, there is a debate about that. Not everybody agrees. So, as a result, if someone does stay up the whole night, it's a suffix whether you can make that bracha or not. And therefore, what you're supposed to do is what is common in shuls on Shavuos morning when people stay up the whole night, is you have to find someone else to be mighty to you. So, if you had to stay up the whole night for some other reason on a random day of the year and you were up the whole night, you would need to find someone to be mighty to you just those two brachas, Hamavrashena and Elakai Neshama. But if you manage to get even a half hour of sleep during the night, that's sufficient. All you need is a half hour of sleep. So as long as you slept for a half hour, you can make those brachas. And if you're not sure, then you should rather not, again, find someone else to be might see you. Now, the next halach I'm going to talk about, coincidentally, I was, happened to be asked about it today. It was very cute, actually. Someone asked me that he washes his son's hands in the morning, and then he says together with his son, Moida'ani, and he says together with him, Now, the problem is, is a pasuk, and he himself hasn't said yet. So are you allowed to say a pasuk before you say that was the question he asked me. Is he allowed to say that, that Pasuk together with his son when he's washing his hands uh, after he washed Nagelwasser? So, now interestingly, there seems to be a machlekes between the Mechaber and the Ramah. The Mechaber says you shouldn't say any psukim before you say Birchaz even though you're only saying them derech tachnunim, even though you're only saying them as part of davening, you're not saying it for learning's sake. And the Ramah says, no, you could. As long as you're not saying it for learning's sake, you're saying it for the sake of davening, you can say any psukim you want, even without Birchaz And the Ramah quotes that that used to be the custom that they would say slichas in the morning, like you do, you know, uh, before Rosh Hashanah in El, they would say the whole of Slichus without saying Birchus They would only say Birchus after Slichus before they started davening um, Shachris. So, so they would always say many psukim, right? Slichus is full of psukim. They would say all those psukim without saying Birchus That's what the Ramah says. Yet, the Mishabrua says that the, the Achrayim learned in the Ramah that still he also recommends you should rather say Birchus first because he says that we used to, nowadays we say Birchus right after Asher Yatzar. It's one of the first things we say in the morning. So that so we should be able to avoid this. Meaning to say, we, we even Ashkenazim try to avoid saying Psukim, even though they're saying Psukim Derech Tachnunim, you're saying Psukim you know, in the fa- fashion of, uh, of davening, still you should rather say Birchus first if you can. But... If there any any situation comes up uh, where you need to say psukim and you haven't said berchazateriyad, um, you could. For example, let's say someone comes to shul, uh, a woman comes to shul and they're in the middle of davening and they're saying kedusha. So you want to answer kedusha together with the tzibur, 
but you haven't said Berchotar yet. Now Kedusha is Psukim. Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish are Psukim and Yeshaya. So here too, you can answer those Psukim even though you haven't said Berchotar yet because it's, essentially that's what we hold. As, again, if you're Ashkenazi, we hold that you could say Psukim Derech Tachnunim, Derech Tefillah even without having said Berchotar. Likewise, any situation like that where it comes up that you um, have to answer together with the Tzibor, you have to say something that they're saying, you Gemomidus, whatever it is, even though you haven't said Berchotar, you could do that together with them. Now, in this particular case that the person asked me of saying together with his child, I thought everybody would agree it would be permitted because this, I think, is even less than tefillah. What, you're, what this person is doing, he's just trying to te- tell his child the words to say. He's not even trying to say it for himself, even derech tefillah. All he's doing is instructing his child, like, repeat after me, this is what you need to say. So I think here everybody would agree that you could say it with, uh, without birchzatera. It's only being said for the uh, sake of, of teaching the child. Now, uh, important to note is that according to the, this suggestion of the Mishnah Bruder that Berchah Satera should come first, so if you walk into shul in the morning and you have not yet said Berchah Satera and you open up your sitter, if the first thing it says in your sitter is Ma Taivu, as it is printed in many Sidurim, as the first thing in the, you say, because essentially that's the first thing you're supposed to say when you walk into shul is Ma Taivu Elach but Ma Taivu Elach is a Pasik. is a Pasik. All those things are Psukim. So really you shouldn't say those Ma before you've said Birchzatayr first. And if you look in, in many Sidurim, it actually has it set up that way. It says first Birchzatayr and those brachas, and then it has Matayvu before the bracha of Hanes Nosach Vivina, and you know, that whole, or that whole list of brachas. So before it has, that's where it positions Matayvu, and that's actually the correct order according to this. That when you walk into Shul, the first thing you say should not be Matayvu, if you haven't said Birchzatayr yet, rather you should first say those brachas, say Birchzatayr, then say Matayvu, which has many psukim. And then, and then the rest of Berchus Hashachar. Um, next week, we'll learn more about the halachas of Berchus Hatayr.